Welcome to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast, a show dedicated to the storytelling that happens or should happen when practitioners purchase technology. Each episode is designed to inspire new ways and ideas to make your business better as we speak with the brightest minds in recruitment and HR tech. That's what we do. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you're listening to the Use Case Podcast. Today, we have Trondon from Atenzi, where we're talking about the business case, the use case, or how his uh, prospects ultimately become customers and what that process looks like. And, and uh, I just can't wait to, to learn and to hear some stories. So, Trond, will you do us a favor? Uh, I know you're calling in from, from Oslo. Would you, would you do us a favor and introduce both yourself? And your, and your company. Yeah, hi. Uh, great. I'm very, very happy to be here. Uh, I'm Tron. I'm the CEO and uh, one of the founders of uh, Atensi. And uh, Atensi is a game that specializes on high impact training. So, uh, and working particularly with large corporations and helping them uh, develop and implement and roll out uh, high impact training in the form of gamified simulations. So we are, we are a typical partner for companies that are looking to really impact core key performance indicators, you know, looking at uh, improving their operations through, through uh, learning and development, or specifically, in our case, through repetitive training. And, so uh, I love yeah. this, and I've got all kinds of great questions, or just questions. We will we'll decide later if they're great or not. Um, so with games uh, in, as, a, as, a, as a way of helping people and facilitate training, uh, especially in today's age, are you, are you already thinking uh, AR and VR and metaverse and things like that? Or what do your games look like you know, now and what do you think they look like in you know, a couple of years from now? Yeah, so the great thing with being in the space that we are is that we, we really, really feel technology is working in our favor. Yes. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, and obviously, I mean, AR and VR to us are just new platforms. And they are incredibly exciting platforms. And, and yeah, we've done, we've done a lot of VR uh, work already. And we've done uh, quite a bit of early AR work too. And, nice. and, uh, and it's really, really exciting for us. Um, and, but from a gamification principle and from a platform technology point of view, what we're focusing on is developing tools that enables users to create these simulations that people interact with and these gamified simulations. And, and, and obviously, we want to do exactly the same for with VR and AR um, type solutions as we do for all the other solutions that we developed. Uh, so what I love about this is it's meeting people kind of where they are. And uh, it's not boring, right? Like everybody likes to play games. Uh, and so and you're simulating things so that it doesn't even feel like training. You know, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's exactly it. And that's the, that's the amazing thing. And I think that's what people see with these solutions that they find so unique is that, I mean, everyone's been doing, everyone's done compliance training. <laughs> and it's really, you know, it's, it's yeah. really, really boring. And, yeah. you, and, you, and you get to the end. And, and a lot of the people that have made those kind of lear learning and development solutions realize that they have to make the questions easy at the end, or else they get a lot of complaints from the users going to the learning and development department. That's right. So, so there's, like a, there's like a race to the bottom. 
And then there's and then the solution for a lot of people. Okay, then we have to make break it up to make it really really short because right. short means people don't get bored. Yeah, but it also doesn't mean necessarily that they improve in their behavior or learn new processes and behaviors. And then games, as you rightly point out, they are fantastic at driving engagement and voluntary repetition. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing people, you know, really like to play these games because they are fun, and they're fun enough to drive repetition. And I mean, we can't compete with Netflix or uh, necessarily with, uh, right, with, Candy, right. with Candy Crush for that sake. But, it, but, but at the same time, people really want to be good at their jobs. They really want to do well. And, and of course, when you combine a gamified simulation that feels really, really re relevant to what you're doing and the, and the work you're doing, and that at the same time, it's fun and engaging and you actually feel like you're improving, well, then people repeat a lot. And they and they keep on playing because they keep on wanting to do more, not because the corporation tells them to, but because they really want to. I love that, and they're, and they're just it's continuous learning, and it's not again like training and learning. When you make it hard, uh, some people will still do it, of course, but uh, if you make it easier, lower the bar barrier, and you make it fun, they're going to want to do it. And subtly, you're just yeah. waking up on a more uh, informed, trained. Uh, uh, workforce, which is fantastic. Take us, uh, if you don't mind, John, take us into a couple simulations uh, in games, with, you know, without company names or, or any of that type of stuff, but just, just kind of, let's give the audience uh, a couple ideas of what these things look like. Yeah, so uh, the, the the platform that we that we have and the and the tools and and solutions we make uh, and the principles are, are generally applicable in all segments. So these are good, but obviously we need to, to to pick a couple of examples. I'll start with one in in retail. So with uh, with uh, with a, you know with numerous global retailers, we we develop solutions that focus on how does your frontline staff actually meet the customer. What's the interactions that they have with the customers? How do they identify the different needs, the different, uh, different kind of service that those customers need? And how do you then conduct yourself in that interaction? So that's, and then we combine that with a very, very realistic simulation of how the store operations really works out. So while you're talking to these virtual customers, you also have to handle you know, stuff going on at the same time. It can be your, something happens with your drink dispenser that you need to address, or should you, or should you not address it? Um, there are several customers maybe in your store and you need to prioritize which one to address first. Um, there are several customers in a line. You need to figure out how fast you should process the dialogue that you're in and so forth. So it's really all about, condensing a workday into a into a, a gamified simulation where they have to meet the same kind of challenges and do the same kind of priorities as they would in their workday but adding gamification to it so it actually feels that the learning journey for them is is engaging and fun and and uh, it, it works superbly well for onboarding new uh, new employees uh, and it also works really really well to as a well, I would say a reminder, but <laughs> very often it's turned out that people aren't actually trained very well at at these uh, at these processes. So it also works really well for for uh, existing employees. And we have have you yeah. do, real quick a question: Have your uh, 
customers pulled you into uh, talent acquisition or training um, simulations for candidates? So we, several customers are actually already using them in their candidate process for 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 a couple of things. One is for uh, actually part of brand building of, mm-hmm. of, of, of showing innovation and then a new kind of a, a new kind of uh, position. Uh, and then we are in the process of uh, of developing uh, assessment as part of the of the oh, simulation. Cool. Cool. Yeah, no, it, to, to find out how they like games, uh, uh, there's there's all kinds of really cool things that, that you can find with assessments. It's just their aptitude and attitude. And again, if they, exactly. If exactly. they don't like games, um, then, then we've got to find a different way to train them. Um, yeah. I, know, I know folks that are listening are going to ask, uh, you know, is this, is, uh, is it custom? Is it, is it bespoke? Is it uh, built for that company, for that position, et cetera? Or, or do you have some templated things that then get, can get personalized? Like how do you, how do you work with, uh, with your clients? So I would say the, the vast majority of customers have access to our creator tool suite where they can create their simulations themselves. Oh, cool. and, and, and customize the content. So obviously the simulations need to be filled with content and, uh, and the content, they, some, some, you know, there, some simulations are pre-made and they address uh, various like, for instance, teams training. Uh, but, uh, but mostly they focus on the, as I said, the key performance indicators of the corporations. And, and, uh, and so usually the content needs to be tailored to the customer and, the, and the, that content is developed either by us or by one of our content partners or by the customers themselves working on the, on the creator tool. And because they don't have to code, because they don't have to do the stuff behind the scenes, the, the creator helps them go through that. Uh, it, exactly. it, it enables them and you can train those folks to then be able to build those things for, for their uh, for their team, so I, I love that. Exactly, and most of, most of the training is actually not focused on on uh, learning how to use the tool. Most of the training is focused on on uh, best practice on how do you make these uh, engaging uh, solutions and how do you make how do you, how do you create compelling content, right? Uh, you know, and uh, and I guess uh, that's 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 uh, that's uh, the main focus of that training is is getting people to 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 utilize and and, uh, and un- unlock the power in the sense of of gamified training. So where does this where do you, where do you see kind of in the, the the technology stack? Where where do y'all exist? Do you exist in training and development, learning and development, and maybe a little bit in performance? Or uh, where where's your kind of where do you love to be like you know be placed in an organization? Yeah, that's a great question, and uh, <laughs> I, I and the answer is that we are we are working with with many different parts of the organization. Right. We're obviously with learning and development in many organizations. We are on the operational side uh, and the performance side in in many organizations, and uh, with quite a few organizations that have a focus on uh, on IT. We also are with the uh, IT uh, department since it's a software as a service type platform. Uh, so, but, uh, but we engage quite, quite broadly. I love that. So let's talk a little bit about the, the buying question. So, um, so when you show, when your team shows, uh, you know, software to people, 
what do they fall in love with? Like, what's that aha moment where they like, okay, my team will get this. This, this actually, you know, I haven't seen anything like this. Or I haven't heard anything about it. But my team will, my team will get this. Like, what is that when they first see your software? What is that? What is that for them? I think I think actually that the, the, what they fall in love with is the concept because it's such mm. an obvious concept. And when you yeah. talk to people, and when you talk to people about it, they say, "Yeah, of course, it's like that." And then one of the one of the you know uh, we use examples like, "Okay, how do you become a great dancer?" You don't read about it. You can't do a a, a, t- a tick box exercise to become a great dancer. You can't no no learn how to dance. You actually need to practice in a sense. And and with us, it's 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 very similar. If you want to be be a great at customer. Uh, customer interactions you have to practice customer interactions i can't tell you what you should do you have to practice it and and it's such an obvious message and then they say yeah okay but how do you do that and then we show it in the solutions how they actually use the solutions and it feels like a realistic replica of their environment in which they practice the difficult situations that you face at work and then we show them how repetition is driven by the solution and it's it's kind of an it's an obvious in many ways well it's an aha moment that okay oh, yeah obviously this this has to work in a sense and then of course we substantiate that with you know any number of impact cases that we have with customers and increased in, increases in sales that are very very concrete and provide great uh, return on investment for uh, for for buyers but take me but into a really, couple, take take uh, me into a couple of those if you don't mind Sean. What are some of the impacts things that you talk to folks about? Because, you know, everyone's going to be critical at first or cynical at first. And you're like, oh, okay, well, here, let me let me give you five examples or whatever. But give us a couple of those. I'll give you I'll give you a couple. So one example was training uh, sales representatives in a furniture retail store in in Scandinavia and, and focusing on personal sales, on identifying customer needs. And, and uh, adopting your recommendations to the customer needs and after you've mapped out the customer needs, rolling that out. So great, we've created a great simulation for them, rolled it out with them, and then basically measured impact on, uh, on revenue. And, and, uh, and the impact was double-digit increase in sales. And the great thing is that usually in organizations, not everyone is as good to implement uh, an, a new training <laughs> solution. And in this case, we had some regions that were great and others that were not. And you could you could correlate very, very clearly with training to direct increase in, in sales. And it was very, very significant. And we've done that with, with you know, we've, we've done it with food stores. We've done it in furniture. We've done it for, with the pharmacies. We've done it, well, in so many different industries. So that's one use case. And then I'll use another case, which is, is, is in a sense... Um, even more exciting, as a, it's a, we, we have a policy of, 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 of having a, a few do-good uh, type projects uh, always. And one of, the, one of my favorites is a project called The Helping Hand, which is about helping kids deal with trauma. How do you, talk, how do you teach kids to process trauma? And together with a psychologist, we've, we've developed a, a simulation called The Helping Hand, which teaches kids how to sort green thoughts from red thoughts, mm-hmm. how to enable them to speak to people about that and how to address that and that was rolled out in a in a in a study in in um, lebanon with syrian refugees and then we measure okay so using the world health in uh, world health organization index of of well-being 
we measured their state before that training was conducted and after the training program was conducted. And we saw an, in, an increase from a general state of depression, I think the score was 44, to a general state of normal teenager uh, well-being. I think, again, at the end of it, it was 72 or 74. So you can, you can actually measure the effect on a person's well-being from having trained with a simulation. And of course, that's a fantastically rewarding project for all of us to be, right, to, right. To be working on. So it's, it's both, we, we both measure on real-world key performance indicator improvements, but we also can measure on, on assessment-type uh, improvements like, uh, like that case. I love that. I, you know, I forgot to ask you at the beginning, uh, in terms of the the games and simulations, where <clears throat> where does uh, do, was where does one actually play the game and, or do the simulation? Um, is it desktop, so, mobile, yeah, so yeah, etc. Yeah, so it's it's uh, it's cross platform. I okay. mean, it uh, they they run on on all uh, on all different platforms on mobile, on uh, on pads, on uh, desktop. Right. Uh, on uh, VR and, uh, and and some of them also have AR functionality, so it's uh, it's cross-platform. It's wherever the that person it wants to do wants to play the game. So that's, exactly. that's wonderful for folks. So this is uh, a different type of question. It's buying questions. Like when you think that you've run across somebody that that, that just gets it. Yeah. Like what do they ask you? What are they, you know, they're not asking you about price. They're, they're, you know, they, they're, they're asking you other deeper type of types of questions. What, what are those that you love to hear from prospects that you just love to hear those types of questions? I guess I, we really like to have discussions on real impact, you Mm. know, so what, what's the real, what's the real pain point we're trying to alleviate here and, and how do we, how do we how do we actually help you <laughs> fix right. that real problem and i guess there are questions then uh, you know if luckily you know if you get to that lucky position where that's your focus then then their questions would obviously be around have you have you been helping other customers with this uh, typically they would be asking quite detailed questions about how would you how would you how would the, the a gamified simulation in this area look what are the kind of impact that we could maybe expect from 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 going down this route um and then obviously it always also is a part of the discussion is uh, what's what what's our involvement what's our kind of resources needed to 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 for this first uh, for this first solution they're also quite interested in in the in the tool set and uh, how they can how they can get their super users or their users up to speed on the tool set so that they can uh, start developing their own content and their own simulations. Right. And it's uh, familiar to those in the L&D space. That's kind of the train the trainer model. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so getting them to, uh, to um, yeah, enable them to, to, to really get the best use of the platform. I love that. So I forgot to ask you, I did ask you about the buyer and where you sit, but I didn't ask you about the kind of integrations with other uh, uh, HR technology. What, where, where are your clients, where, are they, where do they need this data to be tied to? Is it rewards and recognition or is it, is it just is it stays in kind of learning and development? Like what are, what are your customers kind of asking you about where this data can go? 
Yeah, again, so most of our customers are larger customers mm-hmm. or from medium size to large customers. Uh, I would say they invariably have a learning management system or an HR system. Um, and typically we integrate with any number of systems to exchange data and the user data with the so playthrough data and so on and user data. And we very often also report data to performance systems in addition to their learning right. management system or their HR system. Okay. And, then, and then more and more customers now have a centralized authentication system that we obviously also uh, integrate with. Yeah, I can see uh, in the future, I love all that. I can see in the future that uh, rewards and recognition, you know, for people that are playing the game and they're doing this in a simulation and they're, you know, again, they're, they're doing it because they're, they're having fun uh, and they're learning but I can see incentives and, and rewards and things like that, you know, just like you do in games, you get stuff, the more you play, like, you know, there's stuff that kind of, uh, you, you get stuff that's added to your, to your profile. So I can see that I can see some companies wanting to use incentives or recognition, like somebody's already achieved this level or whatever the bit is, and then communicating that back out to the rest of, of the firm. Absolutely, and I, I, we, we support leaderboards, uh, obviously, mm-hmm. and, and, and the, the best case implementations would typically be where they run campaigns with the prices and, uh, and the common leaderboards and uh, incentives for the, for the best stores and the best regions and, uh, uh, and so on. And then, and then also we have a system that goes across all of our, all of our, uh, all of our solutions that, uh, that basically, uh, you know, give people, rank people with points and stars and, uh, and achievements to, to, to do well uh, across the, the various simulations. So I absolutely agree. And, uh, and I think I think one of the great things here, though, is that people get so much more data from a mm-hmm. simulation than from a traditional solution. And I think the data, because these are data on behavior in the simulation, and then we know there's a high transference to real-world behavior. And once you know that and once you accept that, then, of course, it's also easier for companies to incentivize learning and development and training because you can actually prove that conversion to, to real-world behavior instead right. of of paying for you know or, or giving incentives for learning and development that that where that connection is much more intangible one of the things i love about leaderboards is everyone's competitive in some way you know or yeah. another right but you never yeah. really know you know your your teammates you never really know who's really super competitive until there's a leaderboard and then <laughs> you, it's like That's wait a true. minute holy moly melissa is like i didn't know she was that competitive like it's crazy yeah uh so i love leaderboards for that because it just kind of brings out that inner competitive self yes that's that's absolutely true and we have some some crazy repetition numbers uh-huh. <laughs> for for people when they when they start competing to be at the top of the leaderboard it really creates a, a fantastic uh, competitive spirit or if you want to make it a more of a, of a of a cooperative spirit you can do that too because then you can compete between stores or between departments or in teams and and that also creates an incredibly strong team feeling so so you can use this in this uh, these uh, features in 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 various ways so Two questions. Uh, two questions left. One is, uh, you know, questions from your prospects and customers around kind of learning styles and learning differences. You know, uh, where do you, where do you, you know, how can you help them through understanding where games and simulations play in both those, both learning styles and learning differences. 
Um, I'm not, I think at, at if you look at if you look at the users, if I take a user perspective, a lot of our discussions around our solutions has been well, how does this actually work with different age groups and, uh, and uh, different yeah. profiles, and uh, and will this actually work with uh, with any age group? And, right. and <laughs> well, we've been very uh, happy and, uh, and and almost surprised to see how this also engaged with an. With an older group, where where you would assume that uh, that they have a different learning preference, and, and right. I would say I would almost say the opposite, uh, because in, a, in to, to quite a few of them they have had a lot of less exposure to games and gamified learning, and once they get that exposure, they're almost more excited about it. Uh, well, the, the, the novelty... tracks for me, Tron, because they've also got a bunch of bad experiences. Uh, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> right. So, right. so I can, right. I can say that, but, but yeah. they've had a bunch of, you know, we're all going to get in the conference room and this is how we're going to do the formal training, this, that, and the other. So they've had a bunch of that stuff. So they've had a bunch of bad experiences and now they're all of a sudden they've got a game that they're playing that doesn't even feel like, again, they're learning constantly learning, but it doesn't feel like that way. And it doesn't exactly. feel like the blood, bl- bl- you know, the bully puppet, where someone's up at the front of the classroom teaching you and you have to sit there with a notebook and learn uh, in, in one way. So I think that, that, that tracks the older, older folks kind of get it. Uh, Absolutely. Because of the baggage. <laughs> yes, exactly. And it, it engages across, across, uh, you know, all, all, all user segments. I love that. Okay. Last, last question. And, and this is just your favorite kind of innovation story. Uh, where somebody's used uh, a Tinsy and, and you're just like, you, you've never even thought somebody would use it in that way. And then you're like, wow, that just blows me away. And it could be your most recent one. You probably got hundreds of them, but, uh, and of course, without names and, and companies and things like that, but just somewhere where someone's used it and you're like, that's cool. I think again, I would have to go to, to a couple of the do good projects that we've done mm-hmm. where they, where they use these platforms, and I think again, I w- I would pick another one then where where they use it to 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 train people on how to talk to kids about difficult situations, and I think p- primarily because it's such a heartwarming thing to see, right? Uh, because our platform is we you know we make our platform to help people be you know better versions of themselves, and uh, and I mean we're, we're a very purpose driven company when we see that it. it just makes us uh, it just makes us re- so you know grateful and and happy uh, to to see the the impact we're creating so i think that's that would be my immediate story oh yeah well uh, it's, it's you got it back to impact right so you start exactly. with impact i love that you know when you're talking to prospects it's like you know let's start at impact you know where's the problem what do we need to exactly. solve for you did the, exactly. you're doing the same thing with the feel good stories it's it's you know you're, you're tackling and people are tackling some really tough issues uh and but it's all about impact and it's and that's impacting society so now you're not just impacting inside of the four walls of a company you're impacting society in general i love that exactly Sean, exactly. thank you so much uh for coming on the use case podcast this has been fantastic Thank you very much. It was a pleasure to be here. Thanks. And thanks for everyone listening to the Use Case Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and hit us up at recruitingdaily.com.